This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Did it just say that you guys are the most listened to show in the last sports show in the last decade? Yep. I haven't been on for a decade. Yeah, believe it or not, we had success before we met you, Joe. If we hadn't, you would have never met us. You would have never met us if we hadn't had success. Well, they could have brought me on because your show was so bad that they needed to get the ratings up, but I'm quite surprised that you guys were actually half decent at your jobs. Radio was more heartless than the G League. They'd have fired us without a thought, Joe. (laughs) No, I'm very impressed. very proud of you guys. Well, we're proud of you, and you bring up the word dad. Congratulations are in order, judging by what we've seen on social media. Congratulations. Thank you very much. uh, Exciting, tiring times ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, if your wife is pregnant, you're obviously not practicing social distancing. Well, if. It's funny because we obviously um, put it out there yesterday and it was obviously you never publicly announce something until it's the right time. Obviously with pregnancy is is a big thing. So um, if anyone out there and lots of people try to do the math and no one got it wrong, everyone (laughs) um, had a little guess and everyone trying to be funny, thought they'd said, oh, quarantine, baby, blah, blah, blah. If you do your maths and you know when you are actually allowed to announce, uh, oh, not allowed, when it's safe to announce a pregnancy, go do your maths and come back and, and have another shot at guessing because everyone was wrong. So it was definitely pre-quarantine. That's my... Okay. Whew. Doing the math, uh, actually, you'd come up with roughly Valentine's Day because typically you wait through the first trimester, oh. three months. So Valentine's Day, Joe. Uh, no, wrong again. Yeah, people all say that was the other guess. Other guess was the other. The other. I'm not that romantic. <laughs> that was the other guess was um, it was obviously pre-quarantine because of the timing, um, and everyone was saying all-star break, which. I don't even know when that is. Start February, um, which is also wrong. So you guys can keep guessing, but all you need to know is <laughs> the baby's healthy, and obviously we were comfortable announcing. So whatever week you think that is, good luck to you guys. But it was not All Star, and it was not quarantine. Okay, so uh, my wife and I have two kids, and we have talked to people who have... Thank you. Uh, We have talked to people who have three, and I have uh, friends and relatives who are a little older, and and they had kids first, and I had a friend of mine explain, and he ended up with uh, three kids, and he said, 
The first one is life-changing because everything everything about your life, the time and how everything works, when you are responsible for a young life, the timing of everything changes. He says the second one is not that big a difference. He said the third one, you're outnumbered. Now, have you been told that by friends? You're outnumbered. Your life is really going to change? Well, we kind of skipped a part of that because yeah. we went from zero Twins. to two. So we didn't really have like a first. Ours went, like you said, on the, when you go from zero to one, the whole, like, obviously the kid comes first or the, for us, the kids. And, um, so for us, it's, we've, we've known nothing but having two kids. We've, we've never known what it's feel like, feels like to, to nurse one child or to just be changing one child's bum or like whatever you have to do, carrying, like carrying one child. We, whenever we went somewhere, we had a kid each, like no matter where we went, we, we always had one each. And, um, I have no doubt that three will <laughs> will change things dramatically. Um, but we're obviously pretty lucky with the kids we've got. Miller's um, be really, really hoping that she's having a sister. <laughs> she, she's fully aware of kind of what's going on. And um, we were pretty hesitant to tell her at the start we, when we first kind of found out because we weren't sure if she'd go back to school. And if she went to school, she'd tell everyone. And Renee obviously wouldn't have been anywhere near the safe spot to kind of announce it or anything. Um, Jacob's actually been really cool with him. He doesn't probably really realise that Renee's got a, a kid inside of her belly, but he's she's got a little bit of like a, a, a bump on her on her stomach. But he's gone up a few times and like kissed her stomach randomly and stuff like that. So um, he understands when we tell stuff to him. He just doesn't show the emotion or say say the the same things that Miller would. So. Um, yeah, we're pretty lucky that we'll have um, two, well, a bigger brother and sister for whatever we end up having, a boy or a girl. And um, yeah, three will be a lot harder than two, I'm, I'm sure. It's always fascinated me about human behavior and how some people are more open than others. And you guys, you and your wife, certainly in our community, I don't know if it would have been in another community or if you would have stayed in Europe or stayed in Australia, whatever it might be. But in ours, you're very open about your... (laughs) It's interesting as to how come you are the way you are in terms of uh, not totally being an open book, but you're sharing your life with the public. Why do you think that is? Um, I think a big part of it was was the stuff with Jacob, I think. before we had the twins, we, I mean, like, you'd obviously you'd post everything every now and then, and, and for us especially, more for me, but when obviously Renee spent a lot of time overseas with me too, um, it, it's hard to stay in contact all the time with your, your family and your friends and stuff like that. And you obviously have to, uh, like, I've got a group of guys that I, I talk to all the time, but apart from that, you don't really... Like, I've got a lot of ex-teammates and friends back home, guys I went to school with, whatever it is, that I don't talk to every day, but they, they still want to follow your journey, and they they, they reach out and, and say good game every now and then, and obviously for me, um, to kind of just put something out there or um, or post something, it gives, a, it gives obviously, not only, like you said, the, the Utah fans and then other fans around the world, but... It gives our family and friends a, a pretty quick insight to, oh, this is what they're doing. The kids look good. They're healthy. 
whatever, they look tired, whatever, whatever the situation is. And then um, I think it did change a little bit with, with Jacob's stuff because it became, it was, and we've talked about it, like the, the back and forth of whether we came public with it or not or just dealt with it behind closed doors was um, something we didn't take lightly. We went back and forth a lot about it and we just kept coming back to the fact that if, if our story can help someone else, even if it's one person, and obviously with our reach and um, kind of sporting platform or whatever, we can. We knew it was going to get out there and probably reach more people than that. But if we could help other people through that and through um, like a tough situation like that, then then we were doing the right thing. And like I said, when we first put that story out um, a couple of years ago, now it was we were blown away with how many people responded and and. Like I said, like we we didn't do it for support of us. Like we we know we can get through it. Like it's it's not easy, and we have just as many bad days as as everyone else does. And we've had our ups and downs and, and everything else. But um, if we could help other people through it, it, it was going to be the right reason to to do it. And we we did it. And um, uh, I guess um, Jacob's life and his his story is, has helped us become. I guess more public, like you said, to be able to be comfortable to share and, and his progression and his, like I said, his, his bad days and his good days. So, um, yeah, it's not easy. I think everyone's different. I think everyone, we've talked about it before, like I'm the only public NBA player that's come out with a, a kid on the spectrum and um, to, like, I, I don't wish it upon anyone really, but I guarantee you that there's somebody else, but obviously they've chosen to deal with it in, a, in another way and that's totally fine, um, and everyone everyone does their own decisions. So um, we're also lucky, like you said, the Utah community accepted us from day one, and um, yeah, we try to be as open as we can with this situation. So I thought I heard you say no when PK brought up Europe. Would you have been on a different country, a different continent? Would you have handled this differently? For sure. Um, First and foremost, we wouldn't have had the support of the club like we we have with the Jazz, and that's not. I'm not bad mouthing European teams, but uh, but it's, it's a lot harder to to go through something as like the autism game, and, and everything's translated. And they're trying to interview me in Spanish or like whatever it is. It's just a lot harder, and um, like I said, I. I I played for some some great clubs in Europe, and they were great looking after the players and and whatever. But um, I just don't think it would have been the same. I think for ourselves, we would have announced it and, like I said, done it for the reasons of helping other people. But I don't think we would have had the the support of the club like the Jazz and the Millers and Dennis and Steve Starks and Quinn and and all these guys. Um, the support that they've given us, and and then you obviously go to the the community and how amazing they've been and um, supporting us, supporting the Jazz, supporting the autism game, the, the little things we've done fundraising-wise to, to help other families and and kids and therapy centres and blah, blah, it's, um, yeah, it's been pretty amazing. So um, if it was Australia, I think it would have been similar. Uh, obviously, like I said, we're, we're very lucky that we're a part of an organisation like this that, that, that wants to help um their players and their their own individual um, kind of passions. Are you taking advantage of this opportunity to get into the practice site? 
Uh, I haven't been in, no. <laughs> what, I, I don't think you made that decision lightly. What went into it? Yeah, a lot. Um, obviously, the secret of, of Renee being pregnant is is a big part of it. And um, it's funny because I've done interviews and people have asked me about going into the facility because they opened whatever a couple of days ago. And um, obviously, I haven't been out of to say about Renee, um, Quinn and the Jazz knew, a couple of the people there knew because of, obviously they were asking us and whether we wanted to go in or not. And um, Like I said, from day one of this happening, um, that OKC game, for, for me, the, the first priority is, is my family and um, Jacob's immune system and, and what, what could happen potentially to him. And, and now obviously with Renee being um, very early on in a, a pregnancy, the... To, to risk that and to risk Jacob and obviously Miller as well, um, it, to me, it's not worth it. Um, I've got a gym. I've got everything I can do. Obviously, basketball-wise is, is a bit more difficult, but um, I think as we go along and find out more information and, and keep learning about this whole thing, I think it'll it'll make a decision easier, but there's, there's no way I'm willing to risk my, my children and Renee and, and all that to, to go and shoot a basketball. So um, they've, 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 they've made measures, obviously, to go in there and all that pretty dramatic in terms of the, the, it's, it's a full-on process. I went through the process to see um, what it was like, and it's, it's, it's pretty in-depth. So I think um, come the right time, I'll, I'll obviously go in there and, and start getting, getting ready. But... Um, yeah, I think we we need a bit more information on whether we're going to play or not, and then um, I think my decision will be be made after that because it's it's hard. I'm not, I'm, like I said, from day one of OKC, my priority was the kids and, and Renee, and I'm I'm not willing to risk that to to go and shoot a basketball. So um, yeah, my family comes way before that. What's the time frame for an NBA player? who goes inactive like you guys have been to get out of basketball shape. How quick does that occur? Um, it, 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 to, to, lose, to get out of shape completely is, is really hard. Obviously, we, we can lift and ride. and ride. I've got, um, like, like I said, we've got, we've got a full gym and treadmill, bike, weights, squat rack, bars. We've got everything here. So I can, in terms of that fitness, I, I don't think I would have lost much at all. Um, in terms of basketball fitness, um, probably majority of it. In terms of the quick sprints and the, the stuff like that, we we can do intervals on the treadmill for a ten second sprint or a thirty second sprint or, or whatever it is. Um, but there's nothing like the, the basketball side. So uh, I think, I mean, I've never probably had this much time. I don't. I don't think anyone would have really had this much time away from the game. But um, over a couple week period of, of playing and getting back in there, I think you can you can get a break. Uh, especially guys like I like I've played since I was five years old. Like you 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 don't completely lose us. If you didn't ride a bike for eight weeks, you wouldn't just completely forget how to ride the bike. You you you'd get back on and it would be pretty natural. So I think getting out there would be pretty natural. Um, and then you build that fitness up over a couple weeks. I think for, for us. I don't know what they would do, but anywhere from like two to four weeks, individual stuff and team stuff, I, I think you can you can be pretty ready to, to play again and 
that's obviously speaking from no experience or no professional um, opinion because I don't study that stuff and I'm not a coach, I'm not a strength coach or a fitness coach, but yeah, I think anywhere from kind of two to four weeks, you could you could definitely make it work. You know, in previous conversations, uh, I, I don't think you were all that, you didn't say anything definitive, I don't think, but you also weren't all that excited about uh, restarting the season and being in a hotel for two or three months, depending on you know, what the season looks like and how far you advance in the playoffs and all that stuff. Uh, now that we know your wife is pregnant, that would kind of inform us a lot of what you were thinking. Do you want to spell any more of that out about what you're thinking? And there's a baseball player, and I don't know that you follow baseball at all, but he doesn't want to play um, if they play a shortened season. And I don't know how far you've gone down that road mentally and with the club. Um, I, I haven't gone down that uh, with the club, obviously, because um, we we are still so so unknown, I guess, about this whole situation and, and whether we are going to play or not. Um, that was uh, yeah, like you said, that was the hardest part. Was uh, obviously Renee and I knew what was going on, but but no one else did. Um, and I'd get asked all these questions, and, and people would write to her on social. Like there, there was a million things, but we we obviously couldn't really be be that open about it at that time. Um, I mean, it would be a, a really hard, like really hard decision for me to, to, to pack up and leave for a couple of months when Renee's pregnant. Um, she's well on her way pregnant. Obviously, the kids um, are here full time because we're, we're not doing anything. Jacob's still doing therapy Monday to Friday in home uh, with, with one therapist that's been with him kind of the whole time. Um, so we have that every morning from nine to twelve. We, we've obviously got Miller. Um, Renee's had kind of good and bad days with, with sickness and stuff like that, and tiredness, and, and everyone knows, well, the, the women know how, how much it affects your body and your fatigue. And, and I think that's the, the biggest thing we've learned this pregnancy is is the first one. We could, if Renee was tired or not feeling well, we could just kind of lay down and, and relax for the day where, regardless of how she's feeling, well, we've got two kids that are pretty active and, and don't want to just sit around. So um, for me to, to leave her with them and uh, we've got some help, um, which is great. And it's great for, for Renee if, if I did decide that I, I should go and had to go. Um, but it's still not having dad around for, for the kids and, and for Renee. So um, yeah, it would be, I mean, once we kind of make that decision and, um, I think everyone now will probably understand a little bit more of why I think the way I think during this period. Um, but <laughs> Miller's looking through the gym window, about to bang on the window if you hear anything really loud. Um, but yeah, that's that's why it's been a, a hard decision. So when, when we come to that time of, of the league saying yes or no, and if it's a yes, then obviously the next step will be to speak to the team and to, to the Jazz and, and see what the best option is. And um, Obviously, I don't want to leave my team out to dry and, and not play, but um, they know, and I think everyone that's got kids would feel a very similar way that, that their families are going to come first. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens with that decision um, once the NBA makes the decision. You think it's harder on quarantine players here for the foreign guys to be in this country as opposed to their home country? Hundred um, percent. And oh, I don't think it's like even 
if we had a player that was from Utah, it's like they're not going to be going out to see their friends every day and have barbecues and, and be doing the same thing as they would be doing. But to, yeah, I mean, it's it's different to uh, very different to being at home. It's just not you, you're in a foreign country. You're not with your your family and friends close. And, um, yeah, it's just different. It's we we made the decision to stay regardless. We'd thought about going home, but obviously we'd made the decision to stay because one, because Australia's going into winter. The, the weather's a lot better here and stuff as well. Um, and the kids with with Jacob's therapy and stuff like that, it's just it wasn't the right decision to to go home. So, um, I, I like I imagine like Boyan's probably sitting here thinking, "Why the hell is he here? Why isn't he? Why isn't he in Croatia with his family or friends and being close to people?" But um, yeah, it was. I mean, originally we didn't really get much information on whether we were allowed to leave or not. I think some guys did anyway. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's just a. I don't know. It's just a weird situation for everybody. I think. I think like you guys and regular people, people from Utah, people from like. It's just a very different situation for everyone that we're all kind of learning as we go. Well, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes as always. Congratulations on uh, on kid number three. And are you going to name the kid David or Patrick if it's a boy? I will 100% promise you that we do not call any of those names. Okay, what about... We've actually got a fair, we've got a fair idea of a boy's name already. We've got no idea if it's a girl. Um, so we'll, uh, we are a couple that likes to find out that information. We don't want to have... I don't want to be sitting, especially in quarantine, and trying to think of... Two, like, I'll go crazy trying to think of two different names for the whole nine months or whatever, so... Um, We'll find out when the time's right, and um, I'm sure we'll let everyone know, and we'll not take any suggestions of names, so don't worry about sending them through. (laughs) Okay, well, if you name the kid Dennis, we're going to assume you're just sucking up for another contract. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> we'll put it on the list. It's a short oh, list, but it's on man. the list. That's why you want. That's why you sports show of the decade. You know <laughs> there it is. All right. Thanks, All right. Joe. Thanks, guys. All Cheers, right. Guys.